0: I've noticed in recent uh, weeks, uh, maybe the last two or three months, that uh, my wife and I, we pray together every night and our prayers have gotten longer. <laughs> have you noticed that? It seems like there's more going on in our world and there's more things that we need to pray about, more things that we need to address. So I thought this morning I'd uh, address that in my sermon A Time of Trouble. I have two different passages. If you'd like to mark these, I think they're both really great passages that help us when uh, there are a lot of concerns on our hearts that we have. Psalms 50, verse 15, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. And then Psalms 46, 1, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Well, I know that you read the newspapers and watch the news and uh, read the news and watch TV and all that. Um, We are in a war. I mean, we might not call it a war, but uh, uh, we are in a war. Uh, We have over uh, 3,000 of our military over in the Iraq area We have over 3,000 of our military in Western Africa, and they're at great danger. There are some people that don't want them there, and uh, people that are hostile, of course, toward America. And they're over there trying to help people, and it's amazing how people turn against the very ones that are helping them. We never know in this world what's going to happen in the next hour, let alone the next week or month. Many, many American soldiers have given the final full measure of devotion around the Iraq area. This has been going on now for a long time, and we've lost a lot of wonderful men and ladies that have given their lives uh, to help those countries right in that area. I'm sure that there are a lot of terrorists in America Uh, You know, it's disconcerting to think that uh, today there are people in America that are planning to kill us, to blow us up, to uh, poison our water or blow out our uh, electrical uh, places. It's just uh, terrible to think about all the various things that they're trying to do and planning to do at this very hour. There are a lot of different ways we can respond to all of this. I had a man in a former church that had a, uh, a safe room in his house. Are you familiar with that? Uh, he had a room that he had reinforced with steel, and all of the windows were bulletproof. And in that room, he showed it to me, in that room he had a lot of food, a lot of water. He had guns, ammunition. He had a... Uh, A lot of different things in there. It just kind of surprised me. And he had a door that looked like uh, a bank door. You know, it had a a real serious uh, lock on it. Well, you can have a a safe room if you want, and you, of course, could go and hide there. Or you could go to far, far, far north Canada and uh, stay up there until uh, everything uh, blows over. But you'd be cold for a long time (laughs) if you did that. Well, I have a different plan uh, than those two. Uh, The last couple months, we in our church have had a uh, little uh, group of us that are meeting together on Monday mornings, 11 o'clock, back in our fellowship hall, down the hall there. And we've been praying about all these issues. I mean, we have a world of issues confronting us. A time of trouble. Uh, We have some things that aren't going well, and of course, we all know that. I believe it is time for God's people to pray and to come before the Lord and present their petitions and their praises to him. It's a time for worship, and I'm so glad that uh, you're here this morning. It's a time uh, that we witness, that we tell our children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren about the Lord because we really don't know how long we have. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. I've thought many times, I could be totally wrong about this, but I've thought many times that we're pretty close to McDill, and McDill would be choice number one or two or three on the terrorist uh, spots to bomb uh, because they really run the military out of McDill, And, uh, you know, the wind blows this way from there. Uh, so, you know, we have some concerns, you know, some real concerns. I believe God's with us. We are fighting, uh, in the Iraq area, an evil idea, ISIS, uh, tortures and murders at every turn. Uh, they rape women and teenage girls right in front of their families. It's just unbelievable how barbarous they are. Uh, They stifle all dissent in the most horrible fashion. They just behead you, if you say anything. ISIS uh, believes that this is a holy war, and their goal is that we become radical Muslims like they are, or they kill us. Those are the two options. Uh, Too bad for them. The only God that there is is against them, and he's going to be victorious. Newspapers all over the world are reporting on all of this, of course, and they're saying what they think. Editorial writers base their opinions on their worldviews. It's funny how so many people believe what the newspapers say and question what the Bible says. Uh, You would think that after generations and generations and generations that people would learn that God's will is going to prevail, that his prophecies have come true time after time after time after time. One of the battles that we are fighting today is the battle to remain faithful. We have uh, to fight a lot of spiritual battles in our lifetime. I'm sure everybody here this morning, uh, when you left home and you went to work, you went to college, wherever you went, there was a time in there somewhere where you thought, well now, what am I what am I going to do? Am I going to be a, a Christian person on the workforce, on the college campus, or am I going to kind of join in with what everybody else is doing or what what am I going to do? And then there comes that time in life when sometimes there's a death in our immediate family and we turn to the Lord and we uh, kind of have some spiritual um uh, questions in our mind about it all. Sometimes when there's a divorce or there's a business that goes under or some traumatic thing, we uh, kind of go back and and rethink all of uh our religious beliefs. Uh we we have to face a lot of uh, spiritual questions in our life. A famous general, a distinguished uh Uh, leader in the Pacific during World War II was asked the secret of his success. He'd been very uh, successful as a leader, and he replied two things. I never underestimate my enemy, and I always keep my supply routes open. Well, there's a pattern there also for spiritual victory. We should never underestimate our enemy. It seems like our enemy is ISIS, but you know, really it's not. It it really it's Satan. Uh, We have to face the forces of evil where all that comes from. I hope that uh, you have been praying every day for our soldiers that are on a foreign field. Uh, Pray for our country that we would remain strong and faithful to the Lord. We have to keep to keep the supply routes open, and that's the way we do it. We pray and sincerely support the plans and ways of God. Psalms 46.1 is a great verse for times like these. Whatever may have been the inspiration for these words, uh, we're not real sure. It might have been some catastrophe in nature, a fire or a flood, or an earthquake, or something. We're not real sure. It might have been the terror of Sennacherib's siege on the people of God. The cause was something powerful that caused the psalmist to write these words. It sparked a fear that, uh, that lurks in every human heart. Uh, we realize that uh, we're going to have some, some hard times along the way. There is going to be a time of trouble. And we're going to have to face it. Men have great pride, but we all still have our fears. We cannot defeat, as you know, a lot of animals without a gun. If there's a lion or a tiger or a panther or a rhinoceros or a bear or, uh, you know, some other rhinoceros or a lot of animals, we one-on-one we'd lose. You know, pit bulls, if they really want to, and we don't have any weapon, uh, they could kill us. Doberman pinchers could kill us. Uh, there are little germs. There are little tiny uh, things that we're now calling Ebola that, that can get into our body and kill us. And it's not a fair fight. Uh, we, we really, without tremendous medical aid, uh, would always lose. There are those that are afraid of the darkness. You know, if we all had the truth serum today and we went around the room and said, how many of you are just really afraid to be in a dark room? There'd be some people in here that uh, would raise their hand. We're not always trustful of our own kind. Have you ever been out uh, late at night and you found that you were in the wrong part of town? or you were in the wrong place at the wrong time and things kind of changed quickly. Once Cindy and I went to new Orleans and we uh, spent the whole day in town and we parked way away. And, and so it got to be pretty late. We thought we need to go to our car and, uh, we started walking toward the car and there weren't any cars there then. And it was in a terrible section. And, uh, I said, "Uh, darling, do you feel like running a little bit? (laughs) And she said, I think we ought to. And we did. We ran about a half a mile to our car. It was scary out there. Well, many in the world uh, today hate us. You know that. They hate us. They demonstrate against us. They hate us our wealth, our power, our Bible, the thing that they hate the most is our God. They hate our God. Well, the Scripture says that God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. The Lord works, obviously, through his people. Today, he is working through our military. I read a quote that touched my heart. Uh, It's 10 or 15 years old, but I want to read it for you this morning. It helped me uh, to kind of get things in perspective. I'll give you a copy later if you want it. Uh, It's the soldier, not the reporter, who gives you the freedom of the press. It's the soldier, not the poet, who gives you the freedom of speech. It's the soldier, not the campus organizer, who allows you to demonstrate. It's the soldier who salutes the flag, serves the flag, and whose coffin is draped by the flag that allows the protester to burn the flag. We have uh, over 3,000 of our finest today over around Iraq this morning, I think we need to pray for them, support them. Beth Chapman was the Alabama State Auditor, a strong Christian lady. She spoke in Alabama at a Stand Up for America rally. It's been a few years back, but I got a uh, uh, copy of her speech, and I liked it. I want to share it with you this morning she said a lot of great things. She said, I'm here at this rally because of the men and women of the United States military who have given their lives for my freedom. I'm not here because of Cheryl Crow or Rosie O'Donnell or Martin Sheen or Sean Penn, uh, not because any of them sacrificed their lives for me. In my If my memory serves me correctly, it was not the movie stars, but the United States military who fought on the shores of Iwo Jima, the jungles of Vietnam, and the beaches at Normandy. Uh, If these movie stars that are protesting all the wars lived in Iraq, uh, they wouldn't be allowed the freedom to speak that they are given in America. If they spoke their mind in Iraq today, uh, they, of course, would be killed immediately uh, by ISIS. I want to know how the very people who are against the war because of the loss of life can possibly be the same people who are for abortion. They are the same people who are for animal rights, but against the rights of the unborn. On December the 7th, 1941, there are no records of movie stars treading the blazing waters at Pearl Harbor, but Ed Sosia was there. This man right here, he was there. He was serving his country and being the patriotic American that Uh, we ought to be remembering and praying for today on the foreign field. On September the 11th, 2001, there were no photos of movie stars standing as human shields against the debris and the falling bodies coming down from the World Trade Center. There were only policemen and firemen, underpaid civil servants, who gave their all, expecting nothing in return. When the USS Cole was bombed, there were no movie stars guarding the ships. If the movie stars want to be human shields, I say, let them shield the men and women of honesty and integrity and courage who proudly wear the uniform of the United States military. She had a lot of great things to say. There are a lot of scary things in our world today. Putin is uh, playing around with Ukraine. Uh, Cindy and I went over there on a trip a few years back, and we had a, a guide that showed us around and was showing us pictures and this and that, real old things. And somebody in the group uh, asked, uh, how, do, how do you all feel about Russia? And our guide in one second said, we hate Russia said uh, they use us. We hate them. I mean, one second, boy, she had that answer. Uh, Our debt situation is overwhelming in America. I'm sure all of you know that. There are a lot of our uh, top economists that say that America will never be able to pay all the debt that we're in. Uh, The stock market uh, last week Friday was a good day. Before that, we were down about 9.5%, which is a tremendous amount. Uh, Ebola has killed over 4,500 people in West Africa. Uh, I heard on the TV that there are thousands of people every day that are contracting that uh, virus and that probably will die. There are scary things. In this time of trouble. Man needs a refuge. The insecure man needs all the strength and help and hope that he can get. God, the psalmist boldly proclaims, is our refuge and our strength. the very present help in time of trouble. The waters roar, the nations rage. But once again, there is the valiant cry of faith that goes up. From the people of God, the host, uh, the Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge. Psalms fifty fifteen says, "To call upon the Lord in our day of trouble, and He will deliver us, and we will glorify Him." Well, you know what? Today might be that day. This might be the day of trouble. We are trying to rid the world of evil tyrants. And many are speaking out against us. Uh, We need to call upon the name of the Lord. Have you called upon the name of the Lord recently? I'm not talking about the uh, little uh, scripted thing that you do on Thanksgiving. You know, as the family gathers around the table and you feel like you ought to do something. I'm not talking about the little prayer that you give before you roll the dice in Las Vegas. I'm asking this morning, have you really bared your soul to the Lord and pleaded with him from the bottom of your heart? Well, today might be a good day for that. Make sure today that Jesus is in your heart. You might have a surprise hand grenade thrown at you in these next few years. It's happening around the world. There are so many in the VA today that have had that happen to them. We are living in perilous perilous times. God is a very present help in time of trouble. We need to call upon Him. And I think we ought to call upon Him now. Have you trusted in Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, this would be a great day to do that. Uh, Have you joined His church? Uh, This might be a great time to do that. Just like we are calling for people to stand up for freedom, to stand up for our country, it's a great day to stand up for the Lord and to honor Him. Things are difficult for so many today. We need to get our lives ready in case the Lord uh, comes back. I've uh, listened to two or three preachers uh, in person and on tapes this week and every one of them has mentioned something about the Lord returning and calling his own unto himself we need to be prepared. Uh, these two funerals that we have mentioned today uh, really were joyous events because the people involved were very very sick and the future didn't look bright and It was just so wonderful that God took them home, and they don't have to suffer anymore. They don't have to be in all that agony anymore. They're with him, and uh, they're better off today than they've ever been before. Periodically, I'm asked to do a funeral for someone that I don't know, that I have serious doubts about their faith and their part of the family of God. And, of course, that uh, brings anxiety to my heart. Uh, We need to get ready. If we're not ready, we need to get ready. In 1914, Sir Henry Shackelford, uh, an English explorer, headed an expedition to the South Pole. Because of the crush of the ice, uh, Shackelford was forced to leave most of his men stranded on Elephant Island. As he went for help, he reached the safety of South Georgia Island and he secured another ship and he immediately started out to go back and to rescue his crew. It was on that cold place close to the South Pole. He saw a favorable opening in the ice and he sailed through and, and the men quickly got on his ship and they slipped out just before the ice came crushing Uh, back together again. When the excitement subsided, he asked one of the crew, how is it, how is it that you all were packed and ready for me uh, to pick you up? You were standing out there on the shore with everything packed. How is it that you were ready at a moment's notice? The man replied, well, when you left, you said You were coming back for us, and we never gave up hope that you would come. Whenever the sea was partly clear of ice, we would roll up our sleeping bags and get all of our things and go to the shore, saying, maybe today is the day that Shackelford will come. We were always ready for your coming. In that great day in the future, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next year, maybe 10 years from today, maybe 100 years from today. But on that day, that great day, Jesus is coming. He told us that he would come back and get us. We need to be prepared for his coming. Let's pray together. Father, thank you today for each one that's in the house. Thank you that during these times of trouble and pain and sorrow in the lives of so many around the world that we can look unto you, and Lord, that you're there for us. We pray today that everyone in this house is ready. We pray, Lord, that if there would be one here today that's never trusted and believed in Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they would make a public profession of their faith today. Lord, we pray that if there are those here that need a church home and they don't have one, they're visiting around, we pray that they would uh, make their commitment, cast their lot with the people of God, join with us and serve with us as we try and stand up for you in this difficult day. Father, today we pray in these moments that your will would be worked in every heart and every life for we ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to stand right down here at the front. We're going to sing a hymn of invitation. If the Lord leads you, you just slip